This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J-Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. We're recording using Zencaster today. Very exciting. So uh, if it sounds different or better or worse, um, don't don't tell us. Don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I the, the problem originally came because, like, remember that conversation that we had earlier about um, not being able to record guests and just that stress about it? Well, I magnify that by 700. And then I, because uh, I'm redoing my office just to get some sense of organization and just, it's just so cluttered and just such a stressful area. <laughs> I, I just didn't want any part of it. So uh, I started redoing everything and then I was like, All right, well, how can I streamline a lot of this process? So like I got rid of my mixing board and I got rid of my recorder and I was just looking for alternatives to record the show. And you actually did a little bit of homework. And I don't know. I just needed something that was a little bit less cluttered and stressful. And and, and so far, this seems to be working. But we'll see. <laughs> if it doesn't work, then there'll be, a, there'll be a postponed show. This show will never see the light of air. But we're hoping it'll be good. Yeah, we did a test run, and it sounded fine. Rachel? Yeah. It will be okay. Um, <laughs> uh, baby run-ins notwithstanding. Um, we got a packed show today, Damon. So I, I say we get straight into the wrestling. No. I want to open up with um, a question from our, our friend at Voices of Wrestling, Sean Seedor, who would like us to talk about the Brian Danielson rumors. So mm. there's a bit of scuttlebutt uh, a few weeks ago that th- these uh, alleged negotiations between WWE and New Japan were um, prompted by uh, Danielson wanting to work New Japan. And now there's uh, some heavy rumors that he's going to be involved with AEW and also, uh, again, still has a desire to work New Japan. So, I, don't, I mean, this is something I'd love to see. I think he's a tremendous wrestler. Um, do I, I, I kind of would prefer to wait until we can have proper crowds in Japan because it would just be, for me, really depressing to see Brian Danielson appearing in a New Japan ring finally and just to, to light applause. So personally, I would rather hold off on it until we can get some rabid yelling and screaming but um all the same it's it's an exciting possibility isn't it it is and i'm all for it i and and to answer the question i'd ra- i'd see it at any point um and especially with the way things are in the past two years i don't think you can count on anything being set in stone when it comes to plans or how ideally we'd want to debut a guy like that um you know, there. Are, I remember older Purecast shows, and the conversation was always about you know the the running joke was always about bringing him in and him you know making his debut and all that. I'm 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 as excited for that as I was back then. Um, so bring him in, bring him in in any. I mean, not in any way possible, but, you know, let's make it as exciting and let's think about it and let's what's going to be the best course of action. But bring him in. 
Um, let, again, let me lay out a scenario. Danielson comes out, jam-packed Korakuen Hall, gets a microphone. I've been waiting this moment all my life, ready to wrestle and the famous blue mat, and there's suddenly Dick Togo behind with the garage choking him. Ah! <laughs> Evil comes out. Yeah, there we go. We've got our first feud lined up. Yeah, that'd be nice one. That's, that's a dream scenario. Uh, look, I think... I don't. I can't think of this being a bad scenario for anybody, for anybody involved. Um, and it, even if it, even if it happens, you know, AEW wise first, um, which I think will happen, right? I think he'll more than likely debut in. I heard. We we don't know. Let's put it that way. Um, but I mean, all all signs point to that New York show that they did very well ticket wise with um, being a, uh, a, a strong likelihood. Right. And so when you get a guy like that and you get a talented guy like that and you know, he could still go and he has the desire to go and he has the, you know, he has the want to go to new Japan. I think it's a perfect fit. Um, and and that's exciting. I mean, the possibilities of just some of those dream up matchups that you know we would laugh about a few years ago. Yeah, you know, they, they might be coming home. So, I don't any at the top of your mind, Damon? Just two have popped into my head. One, Danielson versus Tanahashi. Yep. Special singles match at Tokyo Dome, and the second would be uh, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Junior. Which would be oh, tremendous. How about that? I mean, wouldn't that be like the uh, the match of just about, I mean, if, if we're taking the Observer Awards for what they are, you know, was it, was it the Technical Wrestler Award that they win? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like yeah. both those guys. Between the pair of them, just quite, like locked up for the past decade. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 exciting to think about what they could do with that. Um, oh, my God. I mean, you, you go down the entire roster, Joel. I mean, you, you mean to tell me you wouldn't want to see – even something like Sonata, even something like Ishii, even even go. I mean, just go down the roster. I mean, there's not many people I would be like, no, nah, I really don't want to see that. Okay, Dick Togo aside, you know, or you know, there's there's nothing. There's nothing where I would be like. Now again, do I want to start off out of the gate hot feud with Evil? Probably not. <laughs> I think there's better ways we could start. But yeah, I mean. Shingo and Abushi. I mean, God. I mean, you start to salivate thinking about what what you have in front of you, and the possibilities, and the and the interesting stuff that can go on. And talk about like putting the jumper cables on, and and not that the the promotion is is dying and and it's at a level where it's completely dull and boring. We're not we're, we're nowhere close to that. But I tell you what, you you you've you do that. You you've found a way to to answer a lot of questions about where you stand with with a not only a Japanese audience but a North American audience. It's uh, it's exciting if the, if the rumors are true. Uh, another person who's been talking a lot about wanting to work in New Japan is Malachi Black, formerly Alistair Black, Tommy End. Is that something that excites you? You think that's likely to be happening? Um, 
I mean, obviously not excited, as excited as the first option. Um, I, I, I so what it is though, like he's a really good wrestler, and yeah. I I've enjoyed watching him wrestle. But all of the interviews that he's done since his WWE release have just absolutely killed his like coolness and credibility to the point every time I see his name popping up, like oh Malachi Black says, I've got my head in my hands. Like, oh, just shut up, man, just please, <laughs> enough. But putting all that aside, great wrestler, and actually. I think a Malachi, bleh, Malachi Black versus Evil feud would be quite entertaining. <laughs> so just throwing that, throwing that uh, evil out there. That's not bad. Um, I I wouldn't have a problem with that one. I wouldn't have a problem with that one. I mean, again, I think in the in the end, that's you know how how are these guys being used? But I don't. Th- I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, there have been worse guys that they've signed. That's for darn sure. Um. Look, you know, we spent a good two years talking about doors being opened and all this stuff and how the promotion is willing to work with another promotion, but they're not, you know, too keen on working with one guy. And even that seems to be uh, taken care of, which all wrestling issues seem to when it comes down to how can we make money. Look, it, I I feel what's bubbling and what's brewing, and even not not even that, Joel. It's not, it's, it, it's happening as as we're sitting here. It's an exciting time. I mean, there is a lot of like moving parts to this that that only benefit wrestling fans. Like if you, but if like if you're one of those people that. Like you've drawn a line in the sand, and it's like I'm a New Japan guy, and that's that, and but that, that those are the only people that I think are having a, a, some any difficulty with this. Like if if you are going to be buried with a New Japan flag in your coffin, uh, I mean, I don't know, you're in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> but for for people who are just kind of like, all right, give me the best of what I can get. And give me the best of 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 what pro wrestling can offer. I can what what's the downside to all this? I I don't see it. All right, are we going to get you know? Are we going to get guys maybe involved in New Japan that wouldn't be the prototypical New Japan guy? And pro- probably right. Are we going to get people that maybe we don't necessarily are fans of? Okay, maybe. But then you have options and 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 possibilities that are around the corner that really excite you if you if you love pro wrestling if you love pro wrestling this is like it might be a little late you know maybe everybody would have preferred this to be maybe three or four years ago but okay i i still think there's a plenty of gas in the tank um and guys are guys can still go and go at a high level I don't know how you can't be excited about this. Yeah, I mean, just watching that New Japan Rambo at the start of WrestleGround Slam and looking at the NJPW undercards, I'm thinking, you know what, let's roll the dice. <laughs> We're bringing in some <laughs> cards. And look, if you are one of these um, New Japan on my coffin bumpy ride people, you're going to have a bumpier ride than the Big Show's dad. <laughs> what? No, nothing. Yeah, the, the Big Boss Man thing when... Uh, 
he he hijacked Big Show's dad's coffin at his funeral and he's driving off with it. It would have been funnier if I said that about five minutes ago after you first mentioned the joke, but I didn't want to interrupt you. So <laughs> let's move on. Uh, I want to talk to you, David, about um, Lance Archer and John Moxley because they yeah. had a, a very intense uh, no disqualification style match for the IWGP US title. And in a surprise to many, myself included, Lance Archer was the winner. And there was one Hiko Leo who came out to challenge. So Hiko Leo will be uh, challenging for that title on Dynamite. So a lot of stuff going on here. So um, friend of the show, John says, is Hiko Leo ready to take the IWGP US heavyweight title from my man Lance Archer this Wednesday? Or do you see Lance keeping it for a while? And how did you feel about the match with Mox if you watched it? Much love to you guys. Hashtag Texas. Hashtag Texas. I, I remember uh, the, uh, um, down in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, there's a little cowboy hat on. It's awesome. Good guys. Good, 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 good family. Good family there. Father, son team there. Um, I did see the match. It was good, right? Um, yeah, yeah it's good it, fun. I mean, the sort, sort of match yeah. you don't really see in New Japan very often. It was, it wasn't much of a wrestling match, but no. it was short. It was entertaining. It was violent and uh, shocking. Maybe, end. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, how is it? How did it compare to you for their previous match uh, of that style they did at uh, Wrestle Kingdom a couple yeah. of years ago? Um. I mean, I would say equal. You know, I mean, it's kind of I, I, I rate these kind of matches, <laughs> and I hate sitting there rating matches. But like the, my level of enjoyment, it's almost like like a Yano match in the sense of all right, how many laughs did I get? How many oof did I get? You know, how many uh, times that I just cringe at the TV in a good way? You know, watching these guys, it was good. I, again, I'm more surprised with they. Said, okay, Lance, you're gonna you're gonna not only hold the title, but you're gonna win the title, right? I mean, think about this: a New Japan title changed hands on an AEW show. That doesn't happen. Every yeah, day. No, not only that, but give to to a guy who left New Japan to work for AEW. So yeah, you know, can put put to bit. Not that there were any, but any if if you suspected that there might have been a bit of animosity or bad blood that New Japan might have been resenting the fact that Lance Arch left. Absolutely not. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's exciting, and I was I was quite surprised by Hikuleo because um, I'm not sure if he's ready for that. But I would love to be proved wrong. I mean, I'm not saying he's not ready for it, but I'm I've certainly got a raised eyebrow towards this match. Um, wh- wh- how do you feel about it? Do you think Hikuleo is likely to win? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, you're you're talking as if he's walking away with a title and he's representing the United States, uh, as that belt signifies, Joel. Um, I don't think he wins. Do you think he wins? I mean, I think he challenges, obviously, but I don't think he wins. But here's the thing. Know, because they, they, yeah, who knows, sorry, right? Yeah, no, I was about to say, who knows, right? Because we've going. got the resurgence show coming up, and you'd think you'd want the IWGP US title featured prominently there. But Lance Archer wasn't announced for that. So, it, yeah. I mean, it could be that he is on that show. So right. Nothing's stopping them from doing that. Um, I think that would be more of a an exciting prospect. You know, Lance Archer coming on resurgence to defend the US title than Hikuleo defending it, with all, all the respect and love to Hikuleo. But um, I, would, I would give Hikuleo a 20% chance of winning. Yeah. Well, I think it's a fair number. I mean, this match... It can't, can it, 
not happen on on the LA show? I mean, I, it might not be the first one, but you know, in some way or fashion, we can't squeeze this match on the show. It's going to be on Dynamite, isn't it? I thought yeah. they already announced right. it. Okay, so let's right, but um, what I'm saying is, is that does it have to end there? I guess, right? Oh, you mean have a rematch? Rematch, belt held. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. I mean, let's put it this way. I don't think Lance Archer is going to be like, no, I'm not going to. I mean, unless he's double booked and he's getting a bigger payday. You don't think Lance Archer would be like, all right, I'll be more than happy to be on that show. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Um, I'm just sort of thinking about the possibilities. Maybe this is like a gateway for some sort of bullet club stuff. Um, Everything is. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me, give me something that at this point is not a gateway to some bullet club stuff. You know? Um, yeah, apparently I'm in the Bullet Club as well. I don't even remember signing up for it. But. <laughs> when you sign, when you get that credit card, you get a free, you get a free membership. <laughs> you get you get frequent flyer miles and a membership to the Bullet Club. Jay White just turned off at my house and presented me with a Bullet Club shirt. I was like, okay, sure, right. Uh, that would be funny. Um, uh, speaking of which, yeah. oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Anything, no, I was just going to babble on about Lance Archer. But um, we we have apparently set up for Impact a tag team contest coming up uh, with Jay White teaming up with uh, Chris Bay, who we mentioned last time, to take on the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. So classic catch says, why in God's name do you not send Jay White to AEW? So what are your thoughts on Jay doing all his appearances in Impact instead of All Elite? Um, who says that he doesn't show up at All Elite? Yeah, I think it's inevitable at some point. If he's right. sticking around in the in the US for long enough, why yeah. yeah. Surely you you would you do that, pull the trigger on that at some point. I mean they I mean I it was somewhat shocking to me to have an angle like that on I don't want to say a lesser show, like an impact show. But let's be honest with you. I mean, if we're being truthful here more eyeballs are going to be on an AEW show. Which, again, throws everything that we've... And, and you know, me being that way is is mostly because, you know, you're kind of taught and conditioned certain things in pro wrestling over the years of, okay, here's how it is. And then once again, those rules are thrown right the fuck out the window with this. It feels like... It, it feels like there are no rules. <laughs> like those usual staple, you know, don't do this here, save it for this, and blah, blah, blah. That's at least in the short term, Joel, it feels like all that is thrown the fuck out the window. We, we It doesn't matter. They're going to do shit to do shit uh, when they can do shit. Now, again, to answer the question. Jay White showing up on an AEW show, I think, is a given. I think it, that that happens. That, I mean, right? Why not if he's in the United States? But yeah, I mean, it's spread across. The problem is this now. You got to watch everything. You know what I mean? Or at least stay on top of everything. Like it feels like, you know, if you're not watching Impact or at least have your eyeballs pointed there during the week. You know, you miss shit. It's like every place is is now becoming a thing where you got to watch. I mean, you got to watch AEW, right? To a certain degree. 
And that's here's the thing too. I, I mean, listen again. We do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. I haven't seen anything where I'm like so disgusted by it, where it's like I, you know, I or so bored by it, or it's so awful. Like the product that they're putting out is just such not where I, I'll never watch again. Like I could sit and watch an AEW show and be totally fine. And I watched a little bit of that Slammiversary show, and that was good too. Like especially now that they've got crowds back, it is very yeah. appealing and attractive watching uh, an exciting US wrestling show with a hot crowd. Yeah, I mean across the board. So it's like you're. This is this is. This is an exciting time, I know, and and uh, you'd have to go back quite a few years to have this much interaction between promotions. Like, like I'm I'm seriously talking a long time between all these different promotions, and we haven't even talked about like you know the possibilities of other ones joining the mix, you know. Have we really discussed Rev Pro at all? Have we have we discussed Ring of Honor at all? Have we discussed even you know even well in a, in a, in a in a way that's a little bit you know negative with the the Mexican promotions? But we haven't really even talked about you know that their involvement and and when they get back into the mix and and when that talent can start getting used again, like whew. I mean. Look, I I keep saying it on each show. If I'm New Japan, my focus is the United States, man. Like that's where the money is right now, and I would just let's let's go bring the guys over if you can. Rent out a <laughs> rent out an apartment complex and run fucking shows. That's that seems like I don't know. It seems like a no brainer to me. But run some fucking shows. Get over here, and I'm and I'm looking at like big shows. You mean to tell me? I you know I set my sights on Madison Square Garden. I use Madison Square Garden as the as the as the litmus. But it doesn't even have to be that. If 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 they shot their their sights on a stadium show, Joel. I'm talking a collaborative effort here, mind you. AEW, New Japan. Impact. Everybody. Could they do a stadium? Do you think they could do a stadium? Not a... Yeah, why not? Again, an NFL stadium. 60,000. You think they could do that with the right card? Or am I out of my mind? I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure we are far enough out of the COVID tunnel that sixty thousand people would be happy to pack themselves into a stadium. They already said are. That, I mean, they're, they're, they're for other sports. <laughs> they are for other sports. They are true. Yeah, they, and they did it at Wembley Stadium in the UK. So yeah. I don't know if if um if New Japan really committed to it, you know, sent over their top names, yeah, and yeah. put on some dream matches, then. That's a big number. That's a big number. It's it's a it's 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 a gutsy move. 
You think they could do it? Sixty thousand. Mm, Come I on. I don't know if. What was the capacity of the um, NXT show we saw? Just so I'm just trying to get at Barclays idea. Center. It's it's a. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's about seventeen. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> much much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're I talking really the football stadium. That's a difficult question. What What do you think? Maybe I'm just right. You, you got to put. You, you'd need like your peak matches that I, you know, uh, Omega versus Okada five. Um, you know, oh, you, you okay. got to send everyone. Okay. How about you got D. Bry coming? If, if CM Punk. If that's another name that we haven't even mentioned, right? Right. You mean to tell me those two guys plus Jericho plus Kenny plus. Tanahashi, plus Okada, plus Shingo, plus maybe Hiromo. You mean to tell me that wouldn't fucking do it? The and again, you get you you matches have to be sexy. Like you can't just put fucking you know Kenny versus Evil. Right? <laughs> you mean to tell me they couldn't do that? Punk, Brian Danielson, Kenny, Mox, Jericho, Okada, Tanahashi, Shingo. Cody. I mean, Cody's I mean, a draw. Co- sure. Whatever I mean, you might think about his wrestling ability, the guy does come across as a big star. Right. You mean to tell me, again, pick a, pick a good spot. We're not running this in the fucking University of Iowa. We're going for a major metro market here where people can fly in. You build this properly. Joel, they could do 60. They could do 60. Yeah, you've convinced me. I think they could. Okay, so now so now it's like, okay, so if... When if, are we doing it? Yeah, when are we doing yeah, <laughs> it? Money's, the money's there. It's on the table. The it, money's on the table. The when money's on the it? table. The money is on the table. Now, now again, here's the problem. Costs... You know, is it going to be financially worth something like that to do? Uh, I would, but I again, you're not post COVID. Give you, you, and again, we're not even post anything yet in this country because you know we have variants, and, and Joel's struggling with it right now. And but vaccinated people, open air football stadium, outdoors. Big show, and literally, figuratively, and literally, big show will be there. Um, Not his dad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would love to see the show for no, no other reason than to just rattle the cage of Vince McMahon. I mean, imagine that. Imagine the look on his face. Yeah, seeing a stadium show with other companies selling out. Yeah, he would be you, fucking fuming. Oh, fuming! Who? He would be. He. He would be. He'd be on fire underneath that dinosaur head of his. <laughs> that dinosaur head. Stupid. Is it a dinosaur? Am I, am I wrong? It's a dinosaur, isn't it? In his office? He's a gigantic dinosaur head? What a man. I don't know. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. that shit. Okay. Look, Google that shit. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a, I think it's a, isn't it a dinosaur head? Or like a fuck? I, I'm going to say it's a dinosaur head. I could be dead wrong. 
Why'd you be like, no, it's a goat, dude? Yeah, no, it, it, oh my goodness. Yeah, there is, there's a, seems to be a T-Rex yes. skull fossil in his office. There you go. Unbelievable. Remember we went up there and we had the meeting with Vince and he was like, we do the part. Oh, oh. whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was facing the other direction. So right. That... right, you didn't see it. Right. <laughs> I was um, sitting in Vince's chair, so I, I, right. know, I had this T-Rex skull behind me. You ever see that Curb episode <laughs> where it's like the power play in the chair and they run to the chair? Curb's so great. Um, it's probably why we didn't get the gig. Sorry. Yeah. Well, come on, Joel. We could have been rich. I was wondering why you were pulling faces at me when I sat down. <laughs> we could be the next Sam Roberts. <laughs> the next Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> Uh, come on. Uh, so anyway, sixty thousand book it right. We, we but then here's it. Let me ask you something. Isn't that more exciting to you? The possibilities of that and kind of thinking and working that out in your head and getting pumped up for a show that that could be again, whether it's going to happen or not. I don't even. I kind of do care, but. It's more of okay. We are. It's 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 the anticipation. Like we have things that are a bubble in here. And here's my only problem. And again, so far so good. New Japan doesn't have the best history of <laughs> making these scenarios work out long term. Great. Like they start out hot and then something happens and it dies out or some shit. Fucking you know wrestling gets in the way pro wrestling gets in the way i'm telling you they could do this they could absolutely do this and I, and again how does it hurt anyone everyone makes money everyone gets eyeballs on their product there's there's a buzz and a feeling of of anticipation uh and even again i'm talking sitting here talking about a live gate and i don't know what it is anymore with you know people finding pirated streams and all that shite but even from a paper paper view number wouldn't that do well i don't i would think that would do well i i would think that you know if you if you can't make the show you'd plop down 30 bucks to fucking sh- watch that shit right i think everybody would I don't see how this would be a losing proposition for anyone, especially when everybody's trying to get back into the black on their on their financial leisures. So we'll see. It's there. It's, let's put it this way: it's there. It's there for the take. Um, and if ticket sales in New York were any indication, and they put on the right product and they debut these people that are rumored to come i'm telling you they could fucking do it and do it well and if new japan's involved in that as they should be that's the shit and again i'm not talking about bringing over just fucking yuji nagata (laughs) you know what i mean like you got to bring over some big guns and have some big sexy matches for this to work but it could work Okay, let's move on to talking about some of the matches that took place last week. So we started off with 
Summer Struggle in Osaka. We had a, a double header on July 22nd and 23rd in the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. So we had um, two singles matches headlining the show. Special singles match between Sanada and Zack Sabre Jr., which ended in 24 minutes, 21 seconds with a double pinfall. And then uh, main event with Taichi defeating Tetsuya Naito in 24 minutes, 21 seconds with the Black Mephisto. And then the following night on the 23rd, we had, uh, let me find it. The fifth match was Sanada defeating Taichi in 23 minutes, 20 seconds with an O'Connor bridge. And then a main event of Naito defeating Zach in 25 minutes, one second with the Destino. So uh, I, I enjoy these matches a lot. I'm a big fan of uh, three of these guys. And I think they bring out the best in Sanada as well. So the Zach versus Sanada match, I think that's a really good pairing. I like the fact that there was good sportsmanship. They shook hands at the start of it. And then it was like one-upsmanship. Like these two guys, who they don't hate each other. They quite like each other and they enjoy wrestling each other. They want to find out who who the better man is, who the better wrestler is. There's no sort of uh, animosity or hatred there. They actually quite like each other. And there was like a, a good satisfying sense of escalation there. They got increasingly frustrated. They started laying into each other with forearms. Um, but then sort of trying to catch each other off guard by launching back into like surprise flash pins or, or submission attempts. They, I thought they played with the pace of the match quite nicely there. Um, I, and I think that these two guys, Zach and Sonata, do the flash pin attempt back and forth better than, than any combo in New Japan, actually. It's very smooth, very fun to watch. And uh, a bit of hubris at the end with Sonata not going for the pin after the rounding body press. He wanted the submission, which led to the double pin. I know a lot of people complained about that. I quite liked it. I thought it was fun. And then uh, I, I enjoyed them going at it after the match. With Post-match, the yeah. Attempts. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, they don't hate each other. They just want to prove that they're better. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Should I just talk about all four of those matches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Naito versus Taichi. Again, notable here. We've seen this match quite a lot in the past, but this one had absolutely no cheating. No rule breaking from Taichi. Uh, Suzuki-gun, they're not heels. They're not a heel faction anymore. Uh, I always enjoy Naito against dickheads like Taichi or Jay White, where they can wind each other up. And I think Naito is more enjoyable that way rather than being a a pure baby face. And this one was just like a, a dick measuring contest with the escalating exchange of strikes. Um, and I've got to say, I think Taichi might be my favorite closing stretch guy in the business because the, and the fact that he sort of works in little sumo references as well, because I don't know if you clocked it at the time, Damon, but Taichi being a big sumo guy used the Hakuho elbow, which I uh, asked you to watch last week. Yeah. So he did that big elbow strike uh, at the end of his match to help him beat Naito, which I thought was incredibly cool. Yeah. Uh, exactly, you know, ticking all my boxes there. And then the, the following day, Sonata versus Taichi, you know, that was the match that we hadn't really seen much of before and had question marks about. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked the, the titty bounce off at the start. That was fun. Um, and, you, you know, you, you've got to say Dangerous Techers, they're miracle workers because not only have they resurrected the tag division, but they've also made Sonata entertaining. So they got plenty going for them. And I just thought that was a great way to start a match. You know, Taichi... He's one of the most creative guys in the roster, I think. You know, stuff like this and the sumo, the kicking match he had with Ibushi. He's always got cool ideas to shape things up. They don't always work. You know, I'm thinking of that Izuka pre-match attack on Naito back in 2019, that the Iron Fingers ladder match as well. But he's always trying new stuff, which I applaud. Um, and I thought it was a really great opponent for Sonata. He pushed that intensity on him, which I thought led to some great sequences. And I think when you wrestle Sonata, you've got to bring you know, 75% of the energy of the dynamism right. and, and he will feed off of that. But to give him credit, Sonata, I thought he did a lot of new stuff here. There were some really ambitious sequences. I, I think he often just sort of cycles through his basic moves there without doing anything unique. But that wasn't the case here or against Zach. And I think these are two opponents where a Sonata match is more than the sum of its parts, which is something you can't always say. Um, and I really like this one. I thought the finish with a clutch into the O'Connor Bridge was really cool. Um, so... 
there might be hope for Sonata as a singles wrestler yet. But uh, I mean, here's a bigger question. I, I thought watching this, what is Taichi missing? What is stopping? Why, why can't he be a top singles star? Why can't he be uh, challenging for heavyweight IWGP World Heavyweight Gold? Because he can work the style. His promos are great. He's creative. He's over with the fans. Every time he's put in big spots over the last couple of years, he's delivered. Maybe this is just me being crazy, but I think he should be getting a big push. Um, mate, I don't know if he's sort of conventionally attractive. I mean, I think he's very handsome, but you know, Bushiro can be a bit funny about looks and they tend to gravitate towards giving the big pushes to the people with their sort of conventional sort of matinee idol good looks. Um, so that was Sonata versus Taichi and Zach versus Naito. It was good. I don't have anything more to say about it. I've I've seen better matches between them. There wasn't anything particularly memorable, but they're two of my favourite wrestlers. And of course, if they have a big main event together, it's going to be good. And it was good. Uh-huh. So there you go. I enjoyed all four of these singles matches. Yeah, me too. And and it's funny that you mentioned Sonata in this. He's a guy that you know we we love to. I don't want to say love to hate, but you know you don't necessarily look forward to seeing Sonata in in a singles match. There is something to be said about the fact that this tag scenario has put some new life in him, and even his performances in in, in a in a singles capacity seem a little bit fresher. Uh, you know, not even a little bit fresher, a lot fresher. Uh, and maybe it it kind of sparks him. Like to me, he is a tag team wrestler, and for for all the all the right reasons. You know, it hides his. I don't. I don't want to say laziness is certainly not the word, but his indifference, and sometimes that indifference comes across as a little bit. Uh, we're not. We're not working as hard, or we're not trying as hard, and 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 and, and it's probably not even the case, but it's just you you're perceiving it as, and it feels like the tag team scenario hides a lot of that element with him. So the biggest. I don't want to say question mark, but the the biggest issue that we had with those four guys was him. But if you if you just tone down that a little bit, which again it feels like it has during this whole run, you get some good shit out there, and you're getting some really good matches. Um, again, nothing, no, no, no. We're not talking. We're not throwing snowflakes around here. But I mean, these everything was watchable. Nothing was terrible. Uh, in fact, they they were quite enjoyable, and to me, helped me get even more into the tag title match. Um, I was surprised a bit though by some of the like w- w- like if you go through this that entire weekend and leading up to Wrestle Grand Slam, Naito seemed like he was the dog, wasn't he? To me, anyway. Like it felt like he was looking at the lights more often than not, which was uh, kind of shocking. Tai Chi's. Well, I mean, if if you look at the results, it was Zach who got the worst of it because he got he had a draw and a defeat. Right. So Sonata had a draw and a win. Tai Chi had a win and a loss, and Naito also had uh, a win and a loss. So it was Zach who was sort of bottom of the pile. If you wanted to have like a a little league scenario there, so I guess it kind of figured what would happen in the uh, yeah. the tag title match at, at the dome. But we'll come on to that later. But um, tai Chi, yeah, great. I thought it was sort of evenly booked there. Yeah, Tai Chi, great. Um, it's amazing what he has become, right? 
almost somebody that you look forward, or at least a guy like me would look forward to. Where again, rewind the clock, it was just you know instant fast forward. Can I quickly throw in a question from a listener? So Nehex says, great performances from Taichi on the Osaka shows. Really enjoyed the tribute to Hakuho Terunofuji about in the Naito match. Which opponents would you like to see Taichi face in the coming G1? So is there any uh, singles opponents off the top of your head that you haven't seen Taichi face or you've already seen him face, but you'd like to see him face again? He always works really well with Ishii, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's that might be first and foremost, see that again. Um, I'm trying to think of like guys who would work like I don't think a guy like like Okan is something that's going to to help Tai Chi. Do you like I? You know I'm going to throw a, a curveball at you. I think Evil would be a good opponent. Really, I'm just thinking how good the Evil Zach match was, and I think Tai Chi's got the similar dynamics there. He's a kind of scumbag that the lovable scumbag, and I think the sort of dynamics between the two of them will be quite fun. How about Jeff Cobb? Yeah, we've seen that a few times. Yep. Um, you know, they feuded over the Never title. Yep. And I think the matches have got improved. They have improved. Both guys have improved. Yep. Both guys have improved tremendously. Both guys feel different and fresh that from when they were, even back then, with those Never chances. Like, I, I would I would look forward to that. Um, again, I don't know if, 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 like, Okan would be one of those guys I would put on a list. I'm trying to think of guys that that maybe we haven't necessarily seen a lot of. Um, But if you think about it, he's really worked a lot of this roster. You know, there's not a lot of guys that that are on that roster that he hasn't had a a decent match with, right? Yeah, I'm sort of racking my brains for people, like big names that he hasn't faced. I can't think of any notable matches he's had with Okada. Oh no, he did, of course. Yeah. They had a, a they had a they had a G one match and they also had a match at I want to say New Beginning last year. I remember it was at the start of the year. So yeah. no, yeah, he's wrestled everyone. <laughs> he's completed he really the game. He's cleaned out the whole roster. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it, doesn't it? Um I mean there might be a guy that we're completely missing, but it feels like it. It feels like it. I mean maybe Will's not expected back for this, right? I don't know. G1, a, a lot of people seem to think he's out. I, I have a feeling that he'll be back for G1. I saw pictures of him in the gym. Flexing. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a, what do we got? About a month from now, we're talking G1? Maybe a little bit more? Give me, give me, give me a, ch- give me your chances of Will Osprey in G one. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. I think he's in. What do you think of that? I think he's in G one. Which would, which would open some fucking great matches. And again, I don't want to sit here and and be like, well, we got something in our back pocket. Can you imagine? Let's think of this. Let's let's just pause. Let's close your eyes. Let's think of this one. D. Bry, as uh, <laughs> as Booker T would like to say, D. Bry in G one is closer to the, to happening than 
it's ever been. Can you imagine? Am I am I getting a boner over something that I'm just you know? This is a possibility, right? Uh, I would say this year. This year, possible. Possible if erring on the side of unlikely. Next year, you know, as things open up a bit, I would say that's yeah probable. That's the I whole think thing. that's exactly the sort of thing that he would love to do. Like the, you, you know, a guy like him, if he's serious about wrestling, that that will be on his bucket list. Fucking COVID, because he's not going to quarantine for two fucking weeks or whatever it takes to get in there, right? That's not happening. He's got a family. He's got kids. You know all that shit. No, I doubt that happens. But again, as I said before, stranger fucking things have happened. Hmm. Oh, well, we can dream. We can dream. All right, let's uh, talk about New Beginning. In, oh, no, New Beginning. Summer Struggle oh. in Nagoya on Saturday, July 24th. So top two matches were Evil defeating Tomohiro Ishii in 28 minutes, 7 seconds with Evil. Yeah. And then the main event was Tanahashi defeating Kenta in 24 minutes, 51 with a high five flow. Uh, Evil versus Ishii. I, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed this one more than I usually enjoy Evil matches. I enjoyed the commentary table spot with... Uh, Ishii setting him up at the table and then ramming into the barricade with Dicto. I thought that was a lot of fun. And it kind of felt it was more sort of brawling LIJ evil than Bullet Club bullshit evil. That was until the closing stretch where, of course, you had all the shenanigans. And I'm just, you know, why can't why can't he beat Ishii clean? You know, Ishii has put over like everyone <laughs> on the roster at some point. Yeah, You know, he he's Teflon. He's never hurt. He, he, will, he will eat the pinfall from anyone you like and he'll be absolutely fine. So why couldn't Evil just have a clean win here? It's just one of those things where, you know, like uh, where Prince Devitt was such a great heel because he was a heel who cheated, but he didn't need to cheat. You know, he could win clean, but he chose not to. And that's what pissed you off. But, he, you know, you had to remind the audience from time to time that he could win clean. And I just think that is one of the big things that's lacking with this Evil thing because there's no nuance to it. You know, we I, I want to see, just, just to keep us honest, you know, one or two matches... Even if like one or two matches a year where he just gets a clean win, but they just they, they don't seem willing to do that. So it's all just sort of very black and white sort of caricature. And uh, I think that is to the detriment of uh, the evil and, and his character and his whole big push here. Oh, yeah. uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta. I don't, the, my, my main thing here is Shibata. I mean, it was a good match. I enjoyed it a lot. But Shibata, he, he's getting involved again, getting physical. Uh, so... Question from Dr. Gary says, do you guys think the Shibata appearance means anything no. in terms of an evil? <laughs> or is it just nice to see him sometimes? Yeah, I would say no. I, don't, I, I hope it does. I mean, all pro- professional wrestling conventional wisdom states that, you know, if you have someone getting physical, you know, especially if it's a guy that everyone is clamoring for their in-ring return, that you wouldn't fuck about with people's emotions like that and tease him, you know, getting into the ring and getting physical with people without being able to deliver it, but they've done it once before. Right. So I, again, I, I just don't think it means anything. So yeah. What did you think of these two matches? Very good. I mean, again, evil, if we're going back to the evil scenario, it's just madness. The, the, like the idea of him doing all, all of this, him and Dick Togo and, and like, I feel like it's, they have this belief that this is the only way to to have evil be booed, right? Like that's the end result. We we need to, we want it to be so clear that evil is the heeliest of heel heels 
that we're going to do this and beat you over the fucking head with it, right? But what I, I, I don't know if they fail to realize or they just feel like there's no other avenue to make this happen is that this is not like this kind of heel heat is just people just shoulder shrug. It's not like we're sitting at home booing. We're booing because, <laughs> I mean, I don't, nobody's booing for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's, 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 it's a frustration of, ah, oh, this shit again. No, there's no layers to it. There's no. no sort of escalation. There's no, he's not showing any variety, you know, whether it's a standard G1 match or a big main event or, you know, a grudge match with someone he hates like Sanada and Naito. It's just the same, the same sort of checklist of, of spots we're going through each time. And I think, yeah, that, that is the issue, the lack of sort of creative flexibility here to t- sort of change things up a bit to keep it interesting it just feels very stale yeah it's like we get it he's a he i mean we it's it, I, I i don't know like is there anyone on planet earth that's like yep this is the evil that we want to say <laughs> you know and again maybe that's the point i don't know but i just don't i don't have any interest in it because you're right it just seems so incredibly one-dimensional and dare I say, so incredibly lazy. I think that's what we're booing. We're booing the fact that we have a guy that could be so much better than what we see. And it just becomes, you just become disheartened and you just, you don't want to see it. Like, I hate to use that stupid X-Pac heat thing, but it's it's almost the equivalent of that. Oh, I don't yeah, want to shoe fits. Right, right. But it's like it's I don't want to see him on my TV. Like I don't want to see this. Because A, it's the same thing every fucking match. There's there's nothing new. And B, it's just so incredibly unnecessary. Just like you said, it's fucking Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not like he's he's a guy who's tough as nails, and you know, he's got more guts than he has brains. <clears throat> and He's going to beat you, but not only beat you, but he's going to you know, do everything in his power to go through you to beat you. We get it. Okay. But again, in the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the guys looked at the lights, just, just about everybody in the, on the roster. This is, it's not a big deal. You don't have to do that. Get, give, give them a win. Who cares? Who fucking cares? But I will say this. When he did get that win, in your mind, did you think, "Oh no, they're go- they're going evil"? Because that's exactly what. Yeah, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course. Absolutely. Oh, I was like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" Here we go, here we go. And he- and I don't think anybody went into this match thinking that that Ishii was going to win. Maybe there were, but oh, it was just like uh, just you just felt it in your chest, like, "Oh boy, here we go. This is not going to be good." And, you know, our nightmares came true. Uh, speaking of nightmares, let's move on to Wrestle Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome, which opened mm-hmm. up with the KOPW 2021 match, the New Japan Rambo with handcuffs. Oh. Uh, we had 22 entrants here. And in the end, it was uh, Chase Owens, who was the winner after 35 minutes and 36 seconds of intense action uh, with a package driver over the holder, Toru Yano. Uh, so Chase Owens is the new KOPW 2021 holder. What did you think of the New Japan Rambo? 
<sighs> what, 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 uh, what were we doing? The, the best part to me, and you pointed it out to me via the, the text messages, was the the bodies that were handcuffed at ringside just standing there for 20 minutes. <laughs> like a guy like, I know, like oh it's, it's bad enough like, when you're a, a, an established part of the New Japan roster. Right. You know, think of, you know, legends, people who've been years and years in the company hey. being relegated to this pre-show Rambo. Right. Like, that's bad enough. Not being on the main cards. You've not been given anything. Uh, not only that, okay, you're put on this stupid match. You're not going to win. You've been to that night. You're going to be eliminated after 12 minutes or whatever by so-and-so. Oh, okay, fine. And then they say, oh, and uh, by the way, we're going to handcuff you to the guardrail. So you've got to stand around looking like a fucking idiot for the rest of the match. Right. You know, seeing you know, right. legends like, you know, guys like Nagata and Kojima and, and Makabe and Ishii just like, standing around like fucking geeks <laughs> handcuffed to the railings in this like mostly empty Tokyo Dome while fucking Yano and Chase Owens are doing their shenanigans in the ring. Like they, they must've been thinking, what, what the fuck? I, yeah. someone, has anyone got Tony Khan's number? <laughs> oh man. Well, some of them were smart. Like, like if you got thrown outside the ring or whatever, like you didn't have to get handcuffed, right. To lose, you could be eliminated or whatever. Those are the smart ones. You know, like if I'm losing that match, throw me over the fucking top so I can go in the back and get a beer. Right, though I'm not sitting there handcuffed at the fucking to a to a guardrail. Like Okan is fucking handcuffed with the guardrail. Holma was out there again. Twenty minutes, it felt like sitting there handcuffed to the ring ropes. Now I was I actually we did, did to- Togi Makabe. Have you seen that sort of Simpsons gif with uh, Grandpa Simpson walking you know, the into hat. burlesque house? He takes the hat, <laughs> and he puts that on, and then turns around. That's Togi Makabe in these Rambo's. Clotheslines a few people. Oh, tumbles awkwardly over the top right? See you later, guys. Yep. <laughs> you got that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Not a bump to be had. Not a bump no, to be sir. had. No, sir. No, <laughs> sir. All right. Smart man. Smart man. Uh, he had the Madonna Wayne uh, level of battle royal efforts. <laughs> I was always the first one out of a battle royal. <laughs> Everyone. I would be. I would throw myself over the top rope. I would be like, I'm out of here, kids. Bye. Have fun. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I will say this. There, they did make it at least a little bit interesting and had a little bit of, of, of something going on where they had Kenta handcuffed and they had Yoshihashi handcuffed. And they were breaking oh, up pins. I thought Kenta was going to win. I yeah. thought Kenta was going to win. When he came out quite late, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to put the KOPW on, on Kenta. Yeah. And, you know, he's a creative guy. He's a fun guy. He, he'll be able to think of some really interesting stipulations. But nope. But no. yeah, sorry. Yeah. You were saying that when they had the, the him and Yoshihashi handcuffed to opposite ends. Yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty. I mean, what else can we do to make this interesting? That was okay. That was good. Um, but yeah. What uh, about Great Ocon absolutely obliterating the junior division single-handedly? Yeah, that's nice. Cool. Well, listen. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing slab packs from Arena Club 
Repack.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slap packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network why not he, could, he he's been on the receiving end from uh you know as a, as a young Lion, he's taken more than his fair share of beating. So for him to go in there and obliterate some people too, is obliterate the word? Uh, yeah, whether it be juniors, whether it be young lions, whether it be whomever, you know, him just clearing house is nice. Uh, I mean, look, I, nobody went into this. <laughs> I don't know. How did you go? Like, what was your mindset? Did you just were you just like okay? who comes out like that's the only thing that that i give a shit about like it's like who comes out but it's like i didn't expect anybody special like it was just like oh it's tiger mask you know oh the, my, my i think my favorite part of the fucking match is listening to kevin kelly and chris Charlton trying to sell me on nonsense <laughs> you know what i mean like let's see how they and they did there are parts where they were just like all right they were just talking amongst themselves they were doing a podcast it felt like um Kevin Kelly fighting off a swarm of wasps. <laughs> he lives on that big farm in Pennsylvania. You ever see that? He's got that, that was more interesting than the match. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Kelly sort of piling up bodies of wasps next to him. <laughs> I tell you, I've got. I think we should talk about Chase Owens here because all right, he's he's won this thing, okay. and Big Dave is reporting that Chase 
will be in this year's G1 climax, yeah. uh, which is uh, something that is hard to assess. Right. You know, if you if you're just going strictly speaking, uh, you know. It, in terms of the quality of his wrestling, does he deserve to be there? You can't really judge that in a vacuum without seeing the other 19 guys. So I will reserve judgment. I mean, if he's replacing Utrecht, who the fuck cares? He's eating and pins. He's, he's, right. And and he, you know, if he's just the, the Yano equivalent of the other block, then whatever, I don't care. Um, you know, people, uh, he, he's a loyalty guy, isn't he, Chase Owens? And from what I hear, he, he's someone who, times in the past has dropped whatever he's doing to help out New Japan, you know, whether it's a best of the super juniors, oh, you know, one of the Jacksons is injured. Can you come and fill him best of the super juniors in two days? Yeah, no problem. I'll be there. Uh, so he is a guy who's getting these bones thrown to him for um, helping out the company when they're in tight spots, right? One and two, he's been, you know, at this. Let's and let's pump the brakes here. Uh, he's in G1, if he is in G1, if it's 100%, um, to eat pins. Right again, we don't have the luxury of being able to bring in everyone that we normally would for a G one. Who's eating pins? You want you want Ujiro in there to do that? You want um, you want a young lion in there to do that? You want somebody that you dare I say care about to do that? Again, we Chase is absolutely you know loyal to the company. It's this, and again, air quotes push is, you know, there's always been a start and a stop to it. It felt like, you know, there's been times where it's been, um, had a little bit more momentum than others. But, but again, let's, let's be very clear here. Chase Owens is in G1 to eat pins because the, the normal people that they would probably bring into a G1 aren't here to eat those pins. And and here's the thing too, you need those people. It's a role to play in getting from point A to point B. They need people to do that. He's a guy that can do that, and and a heel to boot. Well, away we go. So that was our uh, pre-show match. The first match on the, the main card itself was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the champions El Fantasma and Taichi Ishimori successfully defending against mega coaches Rocky and Taguchi. ELP pinned Taguchi after 20 minutes, 56 seconds with a CR2. Uh, I thought this was perfect. No, not yeah. a perfect wrestling match, but perfect for the spot it was given. You know, it's a, Actually, the most I've enjoyed a junior tag match, I think, since the Bucks versus Roppongi 3K feud. It wow. was the right length. There are plenty of dangerous spots. There were, you know, baby faces you can get behind and cheer. Heels who didn't overdo the heelish stuff. I'm into the, the loaded boot story because everyone saw it so well, including ELP himself, when he did that moonsault and was selling the, the injured foot afterwards. I genuinely thought with all the stuff in the, the pro backstage interviews, I thought we'd get the payoff for this. And it leading up to that moment where Taichi took off ELP's boot and looked in it and pulled that shock face and then the dick punch, because that, that was just a brilliant fuck you moment. Like, great misdirection. Because we haven't seen that dick punch since ELP started the loaded boot gimmick. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought everyone sold it tremendously there. And it was uh, nice to have a, a junior tag match without Rapongi 3K or, or Kanemaru and, and Desperado in there. Yeah. As much as I, I like those two teams. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. And we found out uh, afterwards, Taguchi tweeted and said that what he saw on the inside of ELP's boot was uh, fucking Taguchi written there. And that's why he was so horrified. So the loaded boot story uh, continues. Look, it's good. They play it off well. 
Um, remember just a few moments ago, just talking about evil and, and how it's just, there's no layers and no shades of gray. It's completely black and white. And this is fun. This is like how you like, this is how you do it, right? There is, there are layers and there, there are, and again, we're not talking about, this is not like a, a fucking Stephen King novel, but it's, this very easily could be just a cut and dry. He uses a, this as a weapon and that's it. it. But even during the match, it was, and it, and it kind of made sense where Taguchi's like, all right, I'm getting this fucking thing, this boot off. Um, and that played into it. And even, yeah, and you're right, the way that, that, that uh, ELP was selling it after that, the, the big moonsault moon spot. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was. I th- I don't know if it was my favorite junior tag match I've seen since the, the matches you talked about. All right, let me put you on the spot then. Name a better one. <sighs> Kenamaro and Despi have had a lot of good ones, right? Against against Rapunky three K. The problem is, is that you've seen it a thousand Fucking times, twenty of them. <laughs> right. That's the problem. But but seriously, you go back uh, like and again, I'm not going to be able to sit here and give you a date of the best one. But if I, I guarantee you, if I took the best one of those matches and put it against this, I think it would be right up there, right? Right. Uh, well, we'll be getting another one next yeah, well, month, yeah, so we I can know. judge so, it again. So <laughs> that's, that's for that is for sure. I'll tell you, you you are right though when you. I, I don't even know how it came across my TV. I was watching Kyle O'Reilly. Remember that guy? Bobby Fish. That was fun. Those tag teams were fun. Um, I don't even know who the fuck they were wrestling, Joel, but I miss them. They're always great. Uh, they're, they're stuff in New Japan. They're stuff in NXT. They're just a tremendous tag team. Like one of, One of my favorites ever. Yeah, me too. They might be my top 10 favorite tag teams ever. They really might be. All right, let's move on to the second match, which was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Robbie Eagles picking up a huge win here. Biggest win of his career, defeating El Desperado 19 minutes, 56 seconds with a Ron Miller special to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Um, I, I like this one a lot. It was... Very different to the match that preceded. Often we're conditioned to seeing junior heavyweight title on the line and thinking, yeah, there's going to be sort of crazy high flying. But that wasn't the case because um, given the match that preceded it, which had a lot of high flying action, this was a more sort of grounded, map based, submission based, you know, go working over body parts. I thought Robbie Eagle's selling was excellent. Yep. You know, when I, when I see a guy start to sell a body part, uh, my hackles are raised and I get, you know, I get out my magnifying glass. I'm, you know, watching that, that body part in intensely for the rest of the match you know so he does it are they going to blow it off which most of the time they do or is it going to pay off and it did here so i, I thought you know tremendous leg work for, for both guys and just a, a really tremendous match you know tour de force for robbie eagles one of his best performances i can remember and thoroughly deserved i'm, I'm really happy just you could see how much it meant to him afterwards um and really excited to see what the future holds in this division yeah here's a guy that i mean if you're listening to Kevin Kelly, this guy had it was it was touch and go. Even if he was going to be able to get in the country, 
you know, Australia is going through it right now uh, again. And, you know, obviously Japan is. Him getting in the country was not even a, a definite thing. Um, and again, a guy that, that I don't want to say was on the shelf. I'm sure he was working out and doing all he could do while he was back home. But, you know, he hadn't been in a, a New Japan ring in quite a while. I mean, this tour aside. He looked good. He looked fresh. He looked he looked like he wanted to prove something. Like that was a match that that was a match that could have easily been one of those and we love him. I mean, that's why we love the juniors so, but that could have been a best of the super juniors type of match. And they decided to go a different route. And I really praised him for that. He did, he was outstanding, Robbie Eagles. And, you know, let's tip our cap to El Desperado, too. Outstanding job by him. Um, I was shocked. I did not see that one coming. Trust me. We sat here in our, in our prediction show and we're like, okay, all roads lead to Hiromo, blah, 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 and Despi. Ah, I'm pretty excited for Robbie Eagles Hiromo. Uh, 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 that's that's something I did not expect we would be saying. Number one, but the fact that we are saying it, so I'm pumped. I'm pumped up. Uh, I don't want to say things are well deserved. I hate when people say, "Oh, he deserves to get that." You know, if you don't deserve shit. Uh but man, it felt like he. He deserved that one. Like he, that one was a, I and a little bit unexpected. Truth be told, I, I would not like if you put a gun to my head and said Robbie Eagles IWGP Heavyweight Champion or Junior Heavyweight Champion. I don't know. I would be like, okay, you know, I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't see it happening. They pulled the trigger. They did good. Like it. Yeah. So uh, we'll be seeing that match at the upcoming show on uh, September 5th in the MetLife Dome, Eagles versus Hiromu. I, I suspect Hiromu wins the title and I would love to see Despi win best of the Super Juniors because I, I really want to see that Despi-Hiromu match at yeah. the Dome. But uh, we'll wait and see. Plenty of possibilities there and, and a bit of uh, excitement and uncertainty injected into the junior division, which yep. it definitely needed. As much as I loved Despi as champion, I thought he was a, a very, very good champion. But now with Robbie Eagles holding the belt, then uh, anything can happen. So... Moving on to the third match, a special singles match with Kazuchika Okada defeating Jeff Cobb in 19 minutes, 23 seconds with his cradle pinfall. Um, this was a very good match. Not a great match. Um, I really I liked think, it. Really? Well, I, I think I think they have a better match in them. And Harley Duncan, a Voices Wrestling contributor, tells me he's, he's watching the show live now. Uh, they've got a, some Road 2 show going on at the moment. And he's suggesting that a Cobb-Okada rematch might be happening it appears they're still feuding with each other so we may be seeing a rematch at some point but yeah no i, I really enjoyed this one damon i thought uh okada gave a lot to cop he was, he was bumping like crazy made cob look great and just the way that the match finished as well you know that kind of sort of fluke cradle pinfall that okada busts out from time to time um helped protect jeff cob you know it wasn't him eating a rainmaker one two three it was like ah he just got caught out yep. so I think those are two things to pay attention to here, that the company, even though the results are not going his way, you pay attention to those little clues and you see that the company is very keen on on Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that match, it felt like, was a dominant 
performance from Jeff Cobb. Um, yeah, and the, and the fact that again, I hate to use the term flash pinfall, but right, he 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 lost his concentration or whatever the case it, it is for three seconds. Right? Okay, and and it's Okada, and you know he if he gets that opening, boom, it could cause trouble at any time. Jeff Cobb looks like a fucking just awesome. Like Jeff Cobb is right now finding his fucking groove. Uh yeah, I hope they have another match. You might you might be right that they that they that they do and that this match. I don't you do you feel like they held back on this match? Cuz I don't. No, I not that they held back. I just think they have a better match in them. Uh, yeah, a bit more detail. Brandon G from Voices of Wrestling says, after the six-man match today, Cobb ambushed Okada as he was heading to the back. There so, you go. Yeah, I think I think they will be having a rematch, and I think it will be even better than this one. Okay, I'm, I'm down. Uh, listen, I'll, I'm I'm into seeing it again. That's for fucking sure. Uh, yeah, if, if they got another one in them, more, please. More, please. And, and I think that's two, t- two singles matches in a row where Okada's caught out Cobb with this cradle I think the same thing happened in the G1. So that's going to be something mm. to keep an eye out if point. they do have a rubber match. Good point. Uh, I tell you what. All right. How let's let's do this. Jeff Cobb's in G1. How deep is Jeff Cobb going? I'll throw I'll throw this one by you. Jeff Cobb, final four. I think so. Yeah, I think you me know, too. You, I, I think you could put him in a final. Why not? You know, we you want to go that far. Gotto in a final. Gotto was in the final in in what twenty sixteen. I want to say. Right. We had Sonata in the final last year. If Sonata can be in the final, why the fuck can't Jeff Cobb be in the final? That, I tell you what, wouldn't that be something nice? I think Jeff Cobb is just, and it's not just a push that's doing it. Like he's found something. Isn't it amazing when? When a wrestler who's been around for a while finds it, and you see it happening in front of your eyes, like that's what that's I get. He's like you know how you you're gushing over Tai Chi. Like I'm starting to gush over Jeff Cobb a little bit. Starting to gush. Like he's just wrestles really in a style that I really really like. And again, the knock on him before was. He needed a guy in the ring to, you know, make him look good. I think he's doing a pretty good job by himself. I think he can handle himself by himself. And when when you get in the ring with guys that are just top performers, I don't know. Just those those positive things just really start to pop. So, yeah, I could see him Final Four. That'd be awesome. I, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm predicting it right now, but let's 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 see some let's see some brackets first. But yeah. Jeff Cobb, Final Four, why not? Fourth match was the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship rematch with Dangerous Techers, the challengers, winning back their titles uh, yeah. from Sonata and Naito. So Zach got the pin over Naito after 37 minutes, 58 seconds with the European clutch. Um, I, I, you go first, David. What did you think about it? Okay, I know everybody is complaining about how long that these matches are going, right? Uh, okay. And... To a certain degree, I agree. To a certain degree, I agree. I had no problem with this match going, this particular match, going as long as it did. In fact, I 
I loved it. I love the fact that it that it went over thirty. Give me a tag match that that. Here's the thing. It went long. In your opinion, Joel, were you bored at any time? Were you were you doing the phone? Were you looking at the lights? Were you rubbing your dick? What, what, you know, had any- I, thought, I wasn't bored. I was I was anxious because for me to watch a show like this live is a big time commitment given my family circumstances. Uh-huh. So as this was going on. And Mally's asking me to do stuff. Oh, can you, you know, go and get that barrel of water? Can you do this? And I'm like, oh, can you just wait till this show's finished? It's the, there's only, only two matches left. And the <laughs> going on and on and she's side-eyeing me and I'm sweating. I'm like, come on, boys, bring it home. You know, I, I said, uh, Joe, uh, Voice of Wrestling, Joe Lanza tweeted like, oh, I, I'm going to bed. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not staying up for 40 minutes of this. And I, I said on the Voice of Wrestling, it's like, oh, come Joe, this isn't going to 40 minutes. You know, they're going to be in and out of there, in, you know, tight 20 minute banger. <laughs> and then after the five minutes, I was like, oh, Oh shit! I'm I'm so so wrong about this. So uh, yeah, I, I was expecting something different. I mean, I liked it. I, I like these four guys, but having my wife uh, giving me evils throughout this and and the, the, the main event, um, you know, maybe a bit a touch of it is oversaturation with watching these four guys wrestle. Because if you watched the singles matches as well, you would right. have been watching these four guys wrestling each other for hours, like, more than two hours. Right. right? So uh, yeah, maybe that was a part of it as well, but you know, you've got to say credit for, for the fact that they've made the heavyweight tag titles feel important now. Yeah. Right. That, and that is something worth celebrating. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat of, I, I it, look, first of all, I, there's no way I'm waking up live for any of it. <laughs> right? I'm just, it's just not happening. I can wake up. And pop it right on and stay off my phone. You know, phone's nowhere to be found. Watch the fucking show. And that's exactly what I did. And it felt, it was live to me. And uh, 30-something minutes, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, there were plenty of times where I thought it, it, it and, and that, that's another thing. There were plenty of times within that 30-minute stretch that I thought it could be over, right? I don't think it – I wasn't bored at any point. It was long. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. That's fine. Now, do we want to do this every fucking show? No. But for this match, I did not have a problem with it. It never felt lost. It never felt like it lost its groove. Uh, it, it, to me, it felt like it built to a nice little finish. No, I had no problem with it. Not, none whatsoever. Yeah, and plenty of little callbacks as well to what happened in the singles matches, like the titty bounce off and they teased another double pin with Zach and Sonata. So if you've been paying attention and watched those matches, there was a little bit extra in it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the main event then, fifth match, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Shingo Takagi successfully defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi, 37 minutes, 26 seconds with Last of the Dragon. So, yeah, Damon, your thoughts on the main event, please? Fucking loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. Um, and... To me, it was special because, again, being a big Hiroshi Tanahashi fan that I am, you feel like these Tokyo Dome main events are are, are going to be few and far between at this point moving forward in his career. And for him, and I know a lot has been made of him getting the call, a lot of pressure being put on him to deliver just days before um, 
was special. And I feel like that main event um, in front of how many ever people, 5,000 people that were in that building, it, it was the building and it was the event and it was uh, maybe even the challenge of uh, doing it again at a, at a big time level um, on a show where you knew New Japan counted on him to be that guy. As a side note, I think it's kind of weird that, and weird might not even be the best word, but the way that that this whole Kota Obushi situation has been handled is is like you knew the guy was sick, and you knew the guy. Yeah, sorry, can I jump in with a question? Please, because yeah. this might yeah. illuminate something. So basically, it says, "What do you make of this aspiration pneumonia scenario with Ibushi? It's not a super well-known diagnosis, however, I can tell you secondhand that it's no laughing matter." Right. To be honest, I feel comfortable labeling this as labor exploitation. I'm completely Thank you. that Ibushi isn't simply getting the months really needed to recover from right. something like this. Like Osprey Kota needs to protect himself, but culturally I worry it's just not as easy. Most will skip over this, but from health and labor rights point of view, I find it so disappointing. Okay. Uh, again, I mean, I'm thinking of it from a, a dopey pro wrestling perspective, but I think we're in the same train of thought here. Like, they knew if this were the case, this diagnosis, right, that there was, even if he recovered, he physically was not going to be able to get into a ring and perform at a at a high level. I mean, that, that shit will knock you on your ass. And you need a little bit of time to recover, even after the fact you're recovered. So New Japan knew this for a while now. And I kind of felt like I was being stringed along knowing full well that Kota Bushi wasn't going to be there. And again, every indicator and every word that we got, and again, it wasn't from a physician from New Japan. It wasn't like we were on the phone with fucking doctors. But, you know, nobody seemed too concerned. Let's put it that way. Everybody felt like it was this was going to happen. Um, so, But my point is, is that somebody knew. Somebody knew that there was no fucking chance in hell that this was going to happen. And and it felt like we were strung along to the very end. That being said, here comes Hiroshi Tanahashi, a guy who, let's be honest, if, if, if we believe everything we read and everything we hear, is a guy that saved New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is right? a guy that, that, you know, was the 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 guy that held up the company for many years. And then as New Japan grew and grew and grew, it was on the back of Hiroshi Tanahashi. And now that he's, dare I say, in the, in the twilight of his career, for him to go out there, and again, all those things that were could be looked at as a negative, not a full house. It's not the same Tokyo Dome. Didn't matter. It was the Tokyo Dome. It was his building. And he was not going to disappoint. And what this did to me was solidify the fact that he is, hands down, it's going to be hard for to to for someone to argue this point off of me. He's the greatest pro wrestler of my lifetime. There really isn't anyone else 
who can, I feel like, who could do what he does at the level that he does uh, as smartly as he does than him. Um, the fact that he made us all bite on that near fall with the Kamigoy oh. and the high fly flow. And we, you know, this is a last minute replacement. Yeah. Everyone knew that Shingo's winning, but at that moment, you thought, yes. oh, holy he's shit. Yeah. yeah, he's done it. I, Joel, I think those words came out of my mouth. He's done it. When he hit that Kamigoy, which, how about that? Like, just, just to have that spot in your head to be like, all right, we're, we're going to do that. And then climbing those ropes. Joel, my mouth, the words, oh my God, he's going to do it, came out because I truly believe that he was. He is a master. There are great pro wrestlers. There are pro wrestlers who will go down as some of the greatest of all time. He is a master. And I'm telling you right now, there are pro wrestlers who might have had better years, there are, are pro wrestlers who might have had more uh, a better match. There are pro wrestlers that that none, 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 none touch the body of work of Hiroshi Tanahashi in a big spot. He might be the best big spot pro wrestler of all time. I, I you know what I mean? Like he he recognizes. The moment. And he, I don't know how he does it physically. I don't know what state of mind he has to put himself into. I don't know what help he has <laughs> with when it comes to medication or whatever he needs to get through that curtain. But when he gets through that fucking curtain, Joel, I'm telling you flat out, there is no one that can touch him. In a big spot. He is the greatest wrestler of my generation. No doubt about it. So, uh, all in all, I thought it was a, a terrific show. Top to bottom. Excluding the Rambo, but <laughs> that doesn't count. But yeah, re- really, really great show here. Uh, Matthew says, do either of you in any way feel Joe had a problem with match length? I saw Joel love the junior tag match. And while it was fast and impressive, to be honest, I thought it was too much as I zoned out. A few matches were like that for me. I seem to feel like this more and more. I'm wondering if these longer fighting spirit, strong style matches are just burning me out. Kudos to those who love them. It's all preference, but I do wish everyone wouldn't go all out in every match. Strong, on the other hand, is much easier to digest. I think sort of match length is one of these things that is not inherently good or bad in and of itself. Correct. It's does the match justify it or are you just filling time? And a lot of these shows where they've spread everything really thin and they've put stuff as a main event, which in a normal year wouldn't be a main event and they're stretching it out to be... 30 minutes plus just because it's a main event and they feel that it's that, that's how long it should be to send the fans home happy. Then you can you can see the scenes there. And then that that's where I've got a problem with it. I don't think anything on this show was egregiously long. I think the tag title match justified its length, personally. And, you know, main event, yeah, 37 odd minutes of main event at Tokyo Dome, fine. No problems with that. So it wasn't, I don't think it was a problem with this show. I mean, I, I have problems with it just because of my family circumstances, but that wasn't a fault of uh, the, the way the show was structured and built. <laughs> Get his call on, Joel. Um, how, what's the home situation like? We're thinking about going long time. Oh, no. No, mate. <laughs> Take it home, boys. It's <laughs> just crying. Uh, again, if, the, if we're talking about ELP Rocky Romero, Okay, you know what I mean. Like, there's there's no reason to go thirty. Uh, 
even again, even Zach and um, you know the double pin thing, and that felt like it went a little, you know. Um, the tag match itself, okay, you can you can argue. It didn't bother me one iota. Um, and this match, no, certainly not. I mean, that, that can go thirty something minutes, no problem whatsoever. Let me ask you, what what didn't really hear about the match itself? Where would you put this match in Hiroshi Tanahashi's uh, catalog of Tokyo Dome main events? Um, I I really liked. It. I thought it was a really good match, but it was sort of emblematic of this feeling we're getting about New Japan in twenty twenty one that it's great matches in a vacuum, right? And you know that was by circumstances here. They didn't have time to build up, and there wasn't much story going into it. But it's the kind of match that I watch and think, wow, that was really good. But then I'll forget about it <laughs> pretty quickly. So right. I think he's had more memorable and emotional matches at the Tokyo Dome. I mean, for me, it's it's better than the Jay White match uh, he had at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Not as good as the Kenny match at 13. Uh, I, 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 re- I really enjoyed the Jericho match, actually, at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, what was he doing? What did he do at Wrestle Kingdom 15? Who was he wrestling this year? The, the one that just passed? Uh, he did um, Okan. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it was better than that. Mm. Um, I, I would say comfortably in the top 10, right. maybe sort of knocking at the door of top five. Right. The problem that I had, again, and it's not a problem. Can, can I ask you this? I know we're anti-snowflake uh, stars, blah, 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 blah. Can I ask for a star? Uh, yeah, I'll give you four and a third. Four and a third. It was a yeah, a bit better than four and a quarter. I saw a lot of people not throwing around fives, you know. Yeah, I, again, I can't can't argue with that. I mean, you feel how you feel, but I just if they if they'd been able to build up to it properly, which wasn't their fault, and if it had been in a full Tokyo Dome, which again not their fault, then I might have gone higher on it. But those things are important to me. They are, and they help. The, the problem was, and again you had to make your own magic in there, right? You, you didn't have the benefit of a crowd going nuts. You didn't have the benefit of a, a packed house losing their mind. You know I what had a packed mind? house and a wife going nuts. So <laughs> that certainly added some drama to sure, it. Sure, right. Okay. Um, you know what it reminded me a lot of, truth be told, and not just because the crowds look eerily similar. It did remind me of um, uh, Dallas against Okada. It did remind me of that a lot. Um, I, I, was th- I was watching that the other day, and I, st- I still marveled that Dallas crowd was one of the best pro wrestling crowds I've ever been around. Uh, the fact that, you know, they, for, for like three or four minutes, everybody was on their feet just being like, okay, we recognize what we're seeing here. Uh, thanks. <laughs> this is this is awesome. Uh that was that was a pretty good moment. But anyway, yep. Uh, what I what what I, I I I'm not giving it five. I'm the, I'm, a, I'm a, but I I will say this. I am I'm at least four and a half. I'm at least four and a half. Um, I thought it was I thought it was really great. So, um, yep, great show. I I thought the show was great. And and here's the thing on paper, Joel. I think we kind of knew it was right. We were we we found it hard to believe that this show was going to shit the bed. 
Yeah. They don't miss with these, do they? No. 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 Even, you know, back to the wall, they can deliver a great show. And yeah, great moment for Shingo Takagi, who is someone who I yeah. wasn't, I didn't think we would ever see him winning a, a main event at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, you know, this is not quite a Wrestle Kingdom, but who knows what the future holds. But still, e- even in spite of that big feather in his cap, uh, I have a treat for you, Dave. We've got a question from Antonio. Oh. Who wants to pick our brains about the, the the events that took place after the the main event oh. where Evil attacked Shingo Takagi? Right. So Antonio says, uh, and I quote: "Saw WrestleGround Slam, very good show. Mm. Expect Evil part." But speaking of, saw lots of complain about which I agree tough. Which my question, a continuation of other question, which is asked: H guys, Beth, who currently has more say in the NJPW booking, is Ghetto or Dick Togo? That's my question. So um, <laughs> I love that he follows you know, up with, with "That's my question." I, I know that's, that's my question. question. That's his that. question. <laughs> You've got a question. Phrase. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it at that. It's like when your uh, dad it's, it's... when your dad texts you, you know, or something like that. You know, <laughs> this is your dad. I know it's your. I know who this is. <laughs> it's on my phone. Uh, <sighs> And I love Antonio. What do you think of Antonio? You love it? Every time I see a question in the Twitch thread, I get excited. Me too. It's always a good one. And it's always fun. Could you, you know what, Antonio? You might be our favorite listener. What do you think of that? What do you think of, what do you think, what do you think of that? Huh? I want you to go to your friend. I want you to turn. I want you, as you're listening right now, if you're in your room, if you're in the car, wherever you are, I want you to turn to the person right next to you. And I want you to point at your listening device. And I want you to say, I'm the number one fan. I'm the number one listener of the Super J cast. And you can wear that proudly wherever you go, right? Make a little badge. Yeah. We'll, we'll sign off on it. Get a t-shirt. Get a t-shirt and wear that to the bar or the club and the ladies. Oh, Antonio. <sighs> You're going to get laid. <laughs> oh, Antonio, can you... um? Can you send us uh, – I want to know what Antonio's life's like is what I want to know. I'm curious about Antonio. Should we get him on the show now that we've got well, Zeg? Now, now we get the Zeg. Yeah, we can pop him right on. Get five minutes with Antonio. That could be a new segment, five minutes with Antonio. That'd be great. I could take a nap. Welcome to That's My Question. <laughs> right. Right. My qu- that's my question. That's a great segment. That's my question. That's my question. That's how I'm going to do everything at work now. I'll be like, hey, uh, what do you think about this uh, design on blah, 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 blah? That's my question. <laughs> They're going to be what? And, and it renders the question mark obsolete, doesn't it? It's very <laughs> it really, really shaking up the world of punctuation. Here. Oh, this is fantastic. I love them. I love them. And again, we're saying this in, in with all the love in our hearts, which is not much, but it, well, that's what we're saying. It as. So uh, please take it in good spirit, everyone. I don't want to hear, hey, why are you picking on them? We're not picking on them. We love them. Um, our next meetup, we're bringing, we're flying, we're flying him in. By the way, we're, we're by the way, we're never having a meetup again. <laughs> um, oh, my wife's here. Hey, all right, have a good day at work. We're talking about Antonio. Any, any? Would you like to say hello to Antonio? Come on over. Come on, please, please. She's coming over. She's going to say hello. Uh, we have a listener. Yeah, we need, we need a special message. We need a Antonio. special message for Antonio. Or Anto, if you will. You want to go to the Anto, old school Anto? No, no, no. Okay. All right. Please, into the microphone, please. Have a wonderful day. Uh, who? Antonio. Have a wonderful day, Antonio. I don't know if you heard that. What? That is her comment. That is, and that, <laughs> that is her comment. All right. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? 
Uh, booking. Yeah, it's a committee. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a lot of voices in the room from, the, if the rumours are to be believed, Dick Togo is a new voice at that table. Uh, a lot of people want to point the finger at him for the, the parts of New Japan that they don't like. But, you know, those, those things have always been there. I'm not excusing them or saying that they're good. But I think it would be misleading to say, uh, you know, cheating heels only started when <laughs> Dick Togo right. entered the room. Right. I mean, again, he's a voice, as you, as you described, he's a voice in the room. Um, But to be very clear, this is still Ghetto's ballgame. Like he's still, everything will pass through him. And there might be other, I mean, there might be things where he's just like, oh, look, you take care of this, this segment. I got bigger fish to fry. Um. But that being said, I mean, make no, you know, make no mistake. He's still the guy, and everyone reports to him, and that's it. All right, we've got some uh, big show coming up August the 1st at Korokan Hall. We have a Yuya Uemura send-off match versus wow. Kazuchika Okada. Yota Suji send-off match versus Tetsuya Naito. He finally got his Naito match. Good for him. Yep. And we also have the never six-man titles on the line with Ishii, Yoshiashi, and Goto defending against, check out this team, Damon, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. God I damn. cannot wait for that one. Mm. I think... That is a team that is worthy of dethroning these excellent chaos champions. And it, I, I, I will be a little bit sad for them when it happens, but I think there's a good chance of it happening here. Wow. And they would be worthy challengers. So really excited about that never six-man match. And uh, Louis says, any idea where Suji and Uemura might land for their excursions? My bet is one of them ends up at the LA Dojo as well with Narita. So, yeah, I could see maybe Yuya Oemura ending up at the LA Dojo. Yota Suji, I know he's had his heart set in Mexico, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the UK yeah, Refro yeah. will be a good landing spot for him. Yep. So, yeah, that's quite a tasty show, August 1st. It is. How about this one, though? So if they, they do swap out those those never six-man titles, which, again, are always a highlight at this point, uh, we would have double champions, correct? Uh, that is correct, okay. yes. But I don't think that will be a problem because I I don't think there have been many shows in recent history where both of those titles have been defended on the same show. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong as well. At the end of the uh, tag team championship match in which uh, the Tekkers regained the title, we saw Yoshihashi and Goto in the ring with a uh, little challenge. A little, little, I saw some pointing fingers back and forth and all that stuff, right? And we're probably going to have a three-way dance a row, right? Uh, we have, we have, well, I'm going to come on to that because we have some match announcements for Wrestle Grand Slam. Okay. My point being is this, Joel, is that uh, what if six-man titles, Chaos successfully defends, beats Suzuki to kind of strengthen the challenge, so to speak, with for, for the tag team champions, right? So they beat them in a six-man. Now it's, okay, well, now we really deserve our shot, so away we go. So that's the way I'm going to go. That's the route I'm going. I'm saying Suzuki can win, and Yoshihashi absolutely loses it. He's heartbroken that they mm. took away the title that meant everything to him. And he just like fucking caves their heads in with his staff, this blood everywhere. And he's like, you took my title. I'm going to fucking take yours. Oh. Wrestle Grand Slam at the MetLife Dome. I'm, I'm coming for your heavyweight tag Wow. I'm take them away from you. You fucking cunts. Hey, come on. Language. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kelly. Can you imagine Yoshihashi cutting that oh, promo? So great. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's, he goes berserk. That's what he needs. <laughs> like East End Cockney gangster. <laughs> gonna find where you live. Gonna break your fucking legs. Uh, he's wearing track pants. I'm gathering. <laughs> Adidas track pants. <laughs> all, never. All right. Um, uh, were you, were, uh, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Right, more, more news here. Uh, so August, starting August 7th and going until August 17th at Coracon Hall, we have a Super Junior Tag League. Mm. And here are the teams that will be taking part. We've got Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles, oh. Dick Togo and Ghetto, oh. Master Watto and Ryusuke Taguchi, Yoshinobu oh. Kanemaru and El Desperado, Rapongi 3K Shonyo, El Phantasmo and Taiji Shimura. <laughs> <laughs> about to say, what's Bobby Fish doing? Is Bobby Fish available? Kyle O'Reilly? Can, can the Dark Order cut some weight? Is, that, is it too short notice? <laughs> Do me a favor. Just, just because I'm a glutton for punishment. One more time. Read off those, read off those stellar junior tag teams participating in this tournament. So we've got Tiger Mask and Robbie. Okay. Togo and Ghetto. Oh. Watto and Taguchi. Oh. Kanemaru Desperado, Rapongi 3K, Phantasmo Ishimori. Uh, Must watch TV, huh? Uh, who's winning this? Uh, it won't be Phantasmo and Ishimori because they are the title holders. So it won't be Eagles wisdom. and Tiger Mask, right? No, I don't think because obviously Robbie's busy in singles action. Yep. So Gato and Togo out. Just Rapongi 3K. Just say it. What to do? And those teams will face each other yeah. until the rocks melt and the seas burn. <laughs> this is one of those in- inevitabilities. Is Rapongi 3K winning? Yep. Uh, Super Junior Tag League. Here you go. I can't even remember who won it last year, Damon. It's just I like these guys. I'm sure the matches will be good. I'll enjoy them. I'll watch them. But it just it's incredibly stale. They they desperately need a bit of. Uh, freshness, yep. new blood injected into that division. Sure do. Look at that. Like, I mean, I, whatever. I, I, it is what it is. What are you going to do? You can't bring people in? Who are you going to bring in? Yeah. Uh, Mark says, it's never been a marquee tournament. This seems a particularly weak year. What's your excitement level for it? Mine's a 4 out of 10. So <laughs> will you go higher than a 4 out of 10? Nope. Nope. No. Yeah, I, I would say I'm also about a 4. Oh, I'm not even 4. I'm 4. Christ, I'm at like <laughs> nah two, maybe. I I I don't give I don't give a single shit. I don't give a single shit about it. Nothing. I mean, seriously, what are you excited for? No, there's nothing. Nothing to be excited about. I'm sure again. I'm sure there'll be some decent main events, but it, it, unfortunately, we've seen these teams the good teams in this tournament wrestle each other about a million times. So, uh, yeah, hard to get excited about that. So, I'm saying let's move on uh, yep. and talk about September 5th, Wrestle Grand Slam in MetLife Dome. Mm. We have nothing announced yet for night one. So, so night two, September 5th, we have Robbie Eagles versus Hiromu for the junior title. We have Dangerous Techers versus Sanada and Naito versus Yoshihashi and Goto for the heavyweight tags. And we have Shingo Takagi defending his IWGP World Heavyweight title against Evil. Oh. So Ben says, are you excited for Evil? Daryl says, can we please retire Evil and Sonata from the Big Belt Challenges? Yeah. Neither 
ever been particularly captivating, yet they keep getting the tap on the shoulder over and over again. Am I the only one that feels this way? In my opinion, this is a great spot for someone fresh like Cobb or Tai Chi. And Mycon, Mycon, Mycon says, is evil in the old Tai Chi spot. Cheap heat and bad matches. If he is, how much time do you guys think he will be presented like this? So, yeah, it's it's not something uh, I'm excited about. Can um, we do this? Because, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I hate cutting you off. I'm, I, I feel bad when I do it. But... um. Can can we make a new rule that anyone who asks a question they have to to end it with and, and that is my question? Can we do that? I just want to make sure that this thing continue, please. And a, a challenge to get it within the, the Twitter character limit. You have to put that yeah, in or not it. Has it. to be in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe, you look. First of all, I I'm, I just get it. I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Tokyo reports. 2,848 new coronavirus cases, more than double from last week, and the biggest one-day increase on record. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. Two, there's a winter or winter Olympics. <laughs> there's a summer Olympics going on in the city of Tokyo. Again, something else that you don't care about. Uh, but there are no fans in any of the events, right? How, how does New Japan skirt this with having people in the building? Can can you first help me with that? And two, I I, I don't. Sorry, I, I think that particular area of Japan is not understated. Oh, okay. No, right. Well, listen, I'm just reporting some numbers. Uh, it seems to not be uh, doing well. And then, lastly, my question is: uh, We're doing two nights in this fucking building. We have enough going on that we can do two nights, like. I don't know, something, something, I don't know, two nights, Joel, in this fucking building. What are you feeling about that? That is my question. Uh, is it, I mean, being in a dome doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it doesn't. Okay. But two nights? Like, somebody had to say, okay, let's do two nights. And nobody said, mm, that's dumb. Why would we do that? And someone said, no one said that. Uh, we're doing two nights. There's no reason to do two nights, Joe. Give me the reason why we're going to do two nights. Uh, to try and um, get some money for... The what money? They're place. not going to be able to have anybody in these fucking buildings. No, I think they will, though. Uh, coronavirus, Joe. I, I, I could be wrong, but... Listen, everyone's going to, you know... Everybody... Sad. <laughs> I'm so sad over it. <laughs> I think that's a great spot to end the podcast, Damon. I know. I feel like I just grinded this fucking show to a halt. Holy fuck. Boy, oh, I stink. I'm just saying. I just It just seems like it's a... I don't know. Two nights. It's not like it's not like they had two nights booked for years, and they're like, oh, well... Well, it just seems dumb. All right, but anyway, we're all excited. <laughs> no one's excited. Are you excited for evil... No, no, I mean, I understand we, the, the reason he and Sonata keep getting these opportunities. Is, well, I mean, Evil's a New Japan dojo guy, so there's that. Uh, they're both relatively young. They're reliable. They sell merch, yeah. I guess. <laughs> they're relatively safe. Okay. You, know, you give them a the tap on the shoulder, plug them in now and then for your challenge. Um, didn't I, you know, I have no interest in either of yeah. them as, as title challenges. But um, didn't I say see I from a kayfabe perspective, Joel? Someone. Oh posted- yes, this, this is yeah. He, there's absolutely no reason. reason for evil to be getting this shot. Is there? Yeah. 
like he's Owen is like seventeen. He would be like the seventeenth ranked wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Chris Samson posted that, didn't he? Crazy, right? Evil of all people. He would be again if we're looking at wins and losses and all that shit. He would be like the there. There's seventeen other people that would be a worthier challenger, number one contender than evil. Again, if, if we're just looking at it from a pure kayfabe perspective. Don't, I, don't ask me. I, I, I don't know. And, if, and, to, and from, a, from an interest level point of view, Joel, I can name 17 other people <laughs> that I would be more interested in saying. All right. And not only that, Damon, but he is using uh, he well he used a transphobic slur. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. So I did see get that. him. Yep. Yeah, that's but, that's not good. Shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. No, nah, I mean, come on, use your choose your words wiser. You know what I mean? Come on, stop it with that. Uh, has uh, has the Twitterverse uh, pounced? No, I, I think it, the, the consensus seems to be that was a stupid thing to say. Yeah. I hope he doesn't do it again, rather okay. than. Uh, this guy should be fired. All right. All right. Listen, here you go. All right. Look, a lot's going on in the world of uh, new Japan pro wrestling. A lot going on in our lives. This is our last. Sh- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just to put that one. <laughs> this will be the last. Uh, just after we signed up for Zencaster. Yeah. You know, it's cruel. I know. <laughs> no, I just bought this mic. We got to do it. I got I to gotta at least get a return on my investment here. On this new mic. Um, so you have that. So hold off on that baby, will you please? My God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you'll figure it out. Right? Right? Huh? Uh, <laughs> okay. Here's an idea. Hopefully by then I will be back at work properly and I can just stay late and be like, oh, I've got a meeting. <sighs> That's the point. That's a good point. That's what you do. She, You know what? She's been very quiet. Everybody's been very quiet. It hasn't been really a, a distraction. Uh, she is listening to her nursery rhymes. Ah, oh, there and it is. That, she, that's her favorite thing. I can hear it as it. Two fat met in a lane. <laughs> bow, like, like, it's playing now. You How do you do? <laughs> that's so great. She's got Fuck a few yeah. new words. She's in, instead of saying, you know, we, instead of pacify, we say dummy. So she, instead of saying dummy, she says nanny. Okay. And uh, instead of saying nappy or uh, diaper, yeah. as you were saying in the US, she says uh, pappy, which I find a bit <laughs> insulting, but... We're working on that one. <laughs> Insulting, but appropriate. <laughs> yes, because I'm also full of shit. Oh. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, Joe. Wrap it up. Uh, strong. New Japan strong. Oh, uh, we had, um, it, it was fine. The, the show yeah, was fine. Fun. It was just it, it was perfectly good TV wrestling. Hey. Uh, but we have our, our finalists for the Tag Team Turbulence. And I guess Good Brothers yeah. against, uh, uh, what? Dick and, you know, Dickinson and... Dickinson and King, yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Let's have a quick prediction for the finals. I hope it's Dickinson and King. I would do anything to have it. Yeah, I'm going to be rooting for them for sure. But... You know, it, it would mean more if they did win. It really would, but... I don't know the politics. Is there? Do you think there's any politics in this? Do you think we're at a level where ROH and um, Impact are would squabble over who's winning and who's losing in this. I hope not. I hope we're not at that point. Uh, but unfortunately, I think good brothers do win. All right. So that's something to look forward to coming up this Friday. Um, oh, yeah. Leo Rush is going to be the new challenger for Tom Lawler's 
uh, strong. Isn't title. he retired? Uh, it was interesting actually that <laughs> uh, maybe this was one of the uh, send off was in the can already. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Leo Rush versus Tom Waller should be good. The Kojima match was fine. You know, just like a sort of three star TV TV match. Yeah. special it was, it was perfectly okay uh okay well i'm gonna get out of here because yeah. uh it's time to do the plugs redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast we'd like to throw some money to help uh pay this zencaster bill and for damon's new microphone all that money would be very much appreciated discord link is in the show notes unless right for one particular person you're not welcome in the discord oh. so whatever <laughs> whatever you give it identity you come up Wow. We don't want you there, and we will find out if you are trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Are we getting, what are we getting? Are we getting, are we getting some? Uh, we get some nonsense in Discord, huh? I told you about it. Oh, last no, night, you did. You know what? That's right. That go on, go on, that one guy. Yeah. All right. Listen. Listen. No, you, two guys. <laughs> quote unquote. Two guys. <laughs> right. 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 Argue with each other. No, he's the phony. What me? <laughs> this guy's suspicious. <laughs> Why over getting involved in a Discord channel? Unbelievable. That's how good our Discord is. Yeah. People Pe- willing to make multiple alternate <laughs> accounts yeah. to argue with each other simultaneously on separate devices. <laughs> what, no, I, I can't show I can't show you I can't show you my uh, my Twitter account. <laughs> oh my lord. The drama that we have that I don't want any fucking parts of. Um, all right, but if you want a part of that fucking yeah. drama, yeah. <laughs> link is in the show notes uh, at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com dot forward slash SuperJCast. If you want to buy one of our t shirts, uh-huh. uh, Antonio, your t shirt design will hopefully on the way. We'll be working on that. Uh, this big thanks to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at Lousy Hero Two One Nine. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Other great shows. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.